this is Hello Thoughts. Hey guys. So I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. He, I, I don't know. He just, he's always been everything to me. I just think he's awesome. Everything about him. Funny movies, serious roles. He's just really, really great. And, um, did you ever like feel like yet you, you need to pull a Bruce Almighty like his motions his physical motions just connect with me like I feel like I need to flail around like he does sometimes in those frustrating moments he just he might not be saying anything but he's throwing literally throwing a fit with his body and I just think that that should be appropriate at the food store anywhere just you're mad you flail go ahead let it out um yeah so if you ever see me mad and I'm not flailing I'm flailing inside so um, I wanted to do this front of this episode outside somewhere because my guest today, um, she just reminds me of being outside and uh, that's not happening. So I do have a picture up of a beautiful beach sunrise because my dear friend, so special to me, so happy she came on and spoke about her story a little bit. Uh, Jessica Crapanzano Matson, I'll say. Um, I mean, we could all applaud her. She's so special to so many people. And uh, just really want to thank her for coming on. Anyway, I, I think of outside when I think of Jess because... Everyone who has followed her and probably will be listening to this um, has seen her story a little bit unfold on Instagram, and uh, it's been so special for her to share with us those um, moments, you know, through her journey, and um, all along the way, she was outside a lot, you know. I, I feel like it just was something that helped her heal and, you know, I also think of Jessica outside. It just it resonates with me because many of the times that I had with Jess prior to her being in my life a little bit later on in the last couple of years working with her and, and all of that, um, she and I would most of the time be interacting outside. We'd be at a party outside, house party outside, bar in the outside area, just always outside. So when I think of Jess, I just, I, I think of her being outside, this bundle of fresh air, you know, and um, so yeah, that that's my thought on that. But you know, she was so wonderful to listen to. It's a little intimidating because it's such a big trying story that she has. And, you know, 
trying to find the right questions and everything. I hope I did it justice, but, um, you know, there'll, oh, there's always room for chapter two. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I uh, think she's wonderful and it was amazing to kind of watch her story and see that, you know, she had so much fight. She has so much fight in her and it's it's very admirable. Um, when I hear, you know, devastation for a friend, whether it be they're going through something, um, just any sort of hiccup in the road, I just immediately, obviously you're rushed with sadness, but you're also rushed with anger. And, um, when I found out that Jess had cancer, um, you know, first off, it was just such a blindsiding moment. Um, I think obviously to her, and to the people in her life, it was just very, very shocking news. And not only was I sad, but I was just so mad. And I just remember being like, you know, as the days were kind of passing after finding out, it was just this feeling of, you know, my friend has to deal with this. And life around her is still moving on and people are still, you know, celebrating this and doing this and working and succeeding and, and having these other beautiful life moments while my friend is staring at something so tremendously hard. And, you know, I, that's just where I go when when I hear about things like that for my friends. Um, my girlfriend, Michelle, you know, my best, she's like my best friend. And when she lost her mom, I was so just mad as the days went on, you know, that everything's moving on and she's in this moment. So that's kind of where I go when I, I hear these things that are so heartbreaking and hard and challenging. and um, But then you watch these people in your life that have these obstacles and you see them plow through, you know, and it really resonates with me that you have to have strength to succeed and to get past anything. And, you know, watching my friends experience things helps me understand that you really just need to be strong and you can't focus on those things. And in this episode, you'll hear Jess and she really, she didn't stare at the negative all along she just knew she had to kick ass for herself and she had to treat her body the best she possibly could and um, I'm not gonna say too much because I want her to say it but it's just you know I, I give such praise to people going through hardships you know, while things are moving on, you're stuck in it and you just have to be strong for yourself and see 
the beauty and other things during that time. And, you know, she got up and, and watched that sunrise. And that's why I have my stupid laptop up with this sunrise, you know, just looking at it and trying to embrace, you know, her and who she is and, and, uh, watching that mother nature take place was just such a big deal for her healing. And, and, um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. So I just wanted to say that. And I hope all of you enjoy everything Jessica has to say. She's just so powerful. So I love her and, uh, yeah, here she is. Jessica Matson, thank you for being on, aka Jess Crappenzano. I love you. You're beautiful, talented. I love you too. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Anytime. I appreciate you. And oh, so I will everyone else. Everyone wants to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> so what a road. We're going to go back though and start. You and I know each other for a long time. Yes, right? a very, very, very long. Very long time. <laughs> I was just a wee, wee girl when I saw Jeff crapping <laughs> down. Throwing up the Ram Tucky. Looking all cool, you know? <laughs> oh, fly. yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about your childhood. There's lots, of, lots to talk about, so we'll touch base on childhood. Give, give me a little taste of what it was like to, to grow up for you. What, what was it like? Were, were you out there in the woods? What, what were you doing? Oh, yeah, I was definitely in the woods. <laughs> I hung out in the woods a lot in my, in my days. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know how it is growing up in Ramtown. It's such a tight-knit little community. Yeah. You, you had, had all your friends. friends at your fingertips. Any which direction yeah. you had a friend, right? You yeah, we ran with a big crew. Yeah. <laughs> And we yeah. hung out in the woods often. Yeah. yeah. It's a good childhood. It was nice growing up there. Did you have, like, I know you had, like, through the years and still have maintained those friendships when you were really young. Was it, like, very, like, that big group of people? It was basically just the girls, I would say. And I guess, like, okay. the guys, like, you know, the regular guys that from Ramtown. Yeah. They were okay. all, everyone was really classes. Yeah. And everyone so, grew up there. Yeah, we stayed there, kind of. Yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah, I feel like everyone's still pretty close, and yeah, you know, besides. And what's funny to me too is like I feel like a lot of people, you know, it was this family community where like the older siblings had also younger siblings, and then everyone kind of knew one another. So like your younger brothers had your friends also had younger siblings and then like everyone was like all together yeah definitely right and it's such that makes such a huge group <laughs> yeah it's a big it really does. big group and you guys yeah. really like held on to your friendships it's yeah right? admirable it's, it really lucky. is it's cool yeah it is it's definitely cool um so you had two younger brothers you were the oldest mm -hmm. of the crew how was that being the oldest uh, you know, I'm a little different than my brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a little wild. They're they're calmer, a lot calmer <laughs> than me. I don't I don't think we were raised by the same parents, but 
<laughs> you know, to me, I feel like most of the time it is the younger siblings that kind of rebel and get a little, yeah. get a little frisky at a young age because they kind of see more earlier. And, but you, you yeah. were, you were starting strong. You were, you're going yeah, they out there. Seen me being a little wild and thought, wow, I don't think I want to be that way. Let's, <laughs> let's reel it back a little bit. Yeah. Let's have Jessica do all the damage and we'll just act like the good one. Or, or maybe they like got away with some shit because uh, mom yeah. and dad were looking at you. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you grew up more with, yeah. I mean, I grew up with them, you know, right. but you were more around yeah. them at that young age. So yeah. Yeah. There might yeah. be some things I don't know. Yeah. You never, we'll have to get them <laughs> on a podcast one day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. So, um, you're in this like kind of it's not too small I feel like Ramtown was like a decent sized school but then like you moved on to your middle school which opened up way more uh friends and different so did you still kind of maintain more of your closeness with the people you grew up with or did you start to kind of venture off would you say yeah and, I mean like, I still had all those friends and then our group kind of grew because people yeah. would come to Ramtown to hang out in the woods. Right. So th- like the people from like, you know, Route 9, how? Yeah. Would come to Ramtown to hang out in the woods with us. And sure. the group went from like, I'd say, I don't even know, 30 something to probably like 50 something. Right. You know, it was just so, I don't think and, you can get away with those kind of things anymore. No. And definitely <laughs> they not had the in neighborhood the woods. Watch. They started a neighborhood watch and they would all you mean in recent days or then? Then. Oh. Yeah. They, the neighborhood they watch. So what did that consist of? I don't know. A bunch of like. Like adult. like The angry moms. Oh, yes. the angry moms were kind of with their binoculars just. Yes. Peeping Talking on what you were doing. Kids. We were not bad actually, but we were just regular old kids. But yeah. you know, according to them. They yeah. Were you were causing a ruckus. <laughs> yeah, we were causing a ruckus in those Ramtown woods. <laughs> <laughs> doing uh, doing a little California high and a real high, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you, ever, did you ever do that? The California high? When oh my God, I would squeezes never. You? I would never, squeezes but I do you? remember people doing that. Yeah, I did that. Definitely in those woods. You did? Oh yeah. You really oh. do, like you black out for- Oh God, I would be so scared to do that. I couldn't do it. That's I used the, to, I remember seeing people do it to other people and having to look right. away. I'm, I can't, I can't deal with that. I praise you for your strength. I was like, <laughs> oh, sure, I'll do it. Um, I, 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 I think that it might be like, um, I never, I always wanted to, but I never did, uh, what is it, salvia? Um, yeah, that's, salvia is, I don't actually know what salvia is. salvia like fake It's like, it's like okay to take or whatever. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. I I forget. I remember this being like a thing maybe when I was like, I don't know, 18, 19, like people were doing that. I don't really remember, but, um, anyway, I don't want to drop any names, but I remember someone older, like bringing it to the group and, you know, people were going crazy on that. But yeah, I don't okay remember to But you told, like, you have this trip, like, you don't know what's happening. And I feel like that was, like, a five-second moment of that. But Oh, wow. <laughs> was it bought at a gas station? <laughs> it sounds I, like something that would be bought at a gas station. Good old, what is it? <laughs> shell. Good old yeah. Shell station. Yeah, the Shell. 
Um, <laughs> so, okay. So you're in middle school, you're starting to, oh, okay. The group is getting bigger. Um, what, what was your, what was your style? Cause then I didn't really know you where you, where you started as you got into high school and stuff, were you gravitating to what were we doing? Method man. Are we yes, to rancid? Are we I all around? Okay, we're we're into Wu Tang. Method Man, Wu Tang, uh, Cypress Hill. Okay. I listened to Sublime. I was oh, yeah, around, you really. you were all around, right? Yeah, because you went yeah. to shows and. Oh yeah. Yeah. My um, Bridget's mom, when we were sixteen years old, dropped us off at a concert called Smoking Grooves. Oh. And uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> Where was that at? PNC what venue? Oh, PNC. PNC. And I smoked with the guys from Cypress Hill. It's it's 16 years old, so that could be where all what <laughs> the problems began. Oh I my god, Cypress. So what was that like? We need to hear yeah. some of that. A little. Peek. I don't really. I honestly don't really know. I just that's like the only thing I remember from that show. <laughs> but yeah, we were like we were we were really excited to go. <laughs> just the two of you. No, it was oh, me, okay. you know, me and all the girls. You had some people. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just thinking now, you know, now being a mom, I immediately, 16, what? 16, Alone? yeah. Yeah, right? Dropped us all off by ourselves. Smoking weed with Cypress Hill? I No. <laughs> to a thing called Smoking Grooves. Oh, my God. I mean, everyone was really clear, clear-headed those days, you know? Yeah, yeah. Life wasn't so wild. I mean, it was wild, but it wasn't, you know, people weren't as crazy, I don't think. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen now, right? Oh my gosh, no. So can't when, do that anymore. when you were in high school, um, you start, like, when did you start to think about doing hair? Were you young? Um, I would school? say after high school. I mean, I used to always, like me and Carrie always did each other's hair in high school. You know, we messed it up a few times, <laughs> but I would say more after high school. High school okay. seems like such a blur to me, to be honest. It was, you know. Yeah. You know, the the days of hanging, leaving school and going to. Wherever. Yeah, wherever we could go that day. <laughs> the diner, so, yeah, someone's like, house. Yeah, someone's yeah. house. There, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I wasn't really that focused on hair during high school. I think it was right after. Okay. So you went, I thought you went to cosmetology in high school. You went after. No, I went, yeah, as soon as I graduated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because okay. I went to brick cosmetology. Oh, okay. But yeah. it was vocation. I knew it was vocation. Yeah, it was vocation. Yeah. Okay. But it was Did after you go? high school. Oh, you went to Capri, right? Yeah, I went to Capri yeah. right, that, right after I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Same. That's exactly when I went to. Okay. So in high school, you were just kind of, you don't even, you don't even remember really. No, no. I don't know what I was doing in high school. I was really living it up. <laughs> or so I thought living it up would have really been actually paying attention in school and then going to live it up in college. But right, you know. right. Isn't it funny? Like, do you, do you think you would want to speak to your younger self or are you okay with it? You're like, okay, oh, I did geez, that. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I Isn't it funny? The things yeah. that you know now, what you would share with that younger oh, self. Geez, yeah. Yeah. My mom always said like, they wanted me to go to college so bad, you know, right. and she said, I'm telling you, Jess, cause she didn't go to college one day. You're going to regret not going in. Yeah. It would have just went, even if I didn't want to do anything with my, right. um, you know, with my degree, it would have been to have it. to have it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I always used to say that too because my parents were like hell bent on me going to college, and yeah, it just school was just never for me. Not only is high school a blur, but I just I couldn't pay attention to anything I wasn't, you know, into. Yeah, so it was hard for me to stay focused on anything. So I just threw that out the window and stopped focusing at all. Yeah, but you know, they really wanted me to go to college, and it just wasn't for me. No, I agree with you. So, so then you went on to hair school right after um, high school, and then did most of your friends stick around too, or did everyone kind of go? No, to- a lot of people. Well, not a lot of them, but some went to school, you know. So we would go visit them, right? And stuff on the weekends and all that. But yeah, I mean, I feel like we all remain friends throughout wherever our lives took us at that point of life. Yeah, which is really impressive. Yeah, not a lot of people get to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, and then so when you went to hair school, were you already working at a salon or? I was. I was working in a salon called Nucci's as a. I was actually working at the nail salon that was connected to the hair salon. Oh, okay. Um, just as recent, like sixteen. Yeah. So as soon as I start, or actually, I started assisting before I legally was allowed to before I had a license and stuff and then I stayed there for years I worked there it was like one of the top salons I feel like at the time we were so busy oh yeah I I remember thinking like because I was a couple years younger and being like okay like no one I knew really was going to go to cosmetology or into anything I mean there was a couple of friends that I had that were like oh yeah let's bleach each other's hair and make it fall off but yeah you know no one really had a focus on that Uh and I remember I started working at a salon when I was 16 as well like receptioning and I remember knowing that you were doing that and being like oh that's so cool and (laughs) and you had worked at Nucci's and I remember being like that's awesome you know I want to work there you know, oh, I could have got you a job if you if you really wanted. If I had reached you out, the bullet, put it that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely dodged the bullet. That place was out of control, but yeah. it was good. I mean, we made a lot of money at a very young age. I thought yeah. that was normal, you know, and it it wasn't. You it know? wasn't right. No, it was not yeah. normal. Yeah. So, um, and I think it's cool that I didn't realize you reception, but working each job of the salon, like you know the ins and out of each role and what kind of pressures are there. And I, I think it kind of gives you, it makes you kind of have a respect for the whole crew. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And unless you work in a salon, okay, you don't know what goes down. No clue. <laughs> Not even a clue. But I just it like working. Good on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? But yeah. working, you know, behind the chair or behind the desk or behind the uh, sink, I feel like you just have a different experience everywhere. And it's important to know what it, what it takes Yeah, to have that respect. I agree and with you. So it, it's just, it is funny thinking like, I, you know, somewhat knew you as a kid and then through the years and then we, we actually kind of came into a little bit of a friendship more, I would say, when I was probably going out at like 21, we kind of knew yeah. each other because of my sister and. Yeah. And, and you, you, you and were with Taylor and I feel right. like I, 
I didn't really hang out with Taylor as much, but I hung out with Taylor's friends, sure. which were so we your best like, friends. Yeah. yeah. And we would yeah. be like in the same, you know, a party scene a little bit. And then, um, and then, uh, a couple years later down the road, there you are. Yeah, right? Laura, please give me a job. Oh, please. <laughs> I, and, and when, at the time that Lock and Shade was opening, I remember being like, she, she must be happy where she is. She's been there a while. I felt a little awkward being like, come work, you know, like, yeah. but uh, I'm so happy that us. happened. Yeah, me too. I mean, it really, it brought us together. So sure. All over again. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and in a yeah, big just, way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was great. That's great. It is cool. Cause I feel like certain people are just meant to be in your life and you're definitely one with, of yeah. them. So yeah, I, I agree with that you. happened full circle. Yeah, me too. I know. Um, I always say that. It's and like, I mean, there's a lot of good things came out of, you know, that, but that's like one of the best things that came out of it is it really, like I said, brought our friendship to a different level different yeah and we we were able to really get to know one another in it Mm -hmm. it's It's just an easy friendship right yeah I mean I probably spent more time with you guys than I did with my friends at home and my husband you know we spent so much time in the salon yeah but yeah I mean I mean yeah it was nice nice to have yeah have you there (laughs) yeah likewise yeah. <laughs> um, so when did you meet the hubs? When did you meet TJ after high school? Right. Um, yeah, just, uh, I met him at an ugly Christmas sweater party in <laughs> God, a December. It was like, it's almost seven years ago now. So it, what is that? 2013. Wow. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. Long yep. time. Seven long years. Year. I know. I can't believe seven years has passed. Yeah. It's like weird. Wild. Sometimes yeah. it feels long to me and then other times it feels short. Yeah. It just seems as that time's just going very fast. Yeah. It it definitely does. Um, so you, you guys met seven years ago. Did you start dating right away or no, I went to school, we met and then you know, we kind of you're like dating a little yeah. bit, but but then I decided to go to school in Santa Monica to Vidal Sassoon oh, for right. six weeks. Yeah. Right. So I said to him, you're welcome to do your own thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be back in six weeks so we could see if it works. But yeah. then he came out to visit me. Oh, so it kind I didn't of, realize that. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I took it from there. Yeah, we had a good time together. How long did he stay? He stayed a week. Oh, you're like all six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. No, he was (laughs) not there. He came my last week there. Oh, he came your last week there. So you got to focus on school and then party the last week with your man. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And then when when you came back, was it like full on? Like yeah. Then we were in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was nice. That's really cool. Did you practice haircuts on him? No, you know me. I hate cutting men's hair. I see still like it gets like he starts to get the rat's tail before I give him a haircut nowadays. <laughs> He's yeah. like, can you please? It's like growing down. Yeah. You know what? I feel like no, I, I feel like TJ could like pull off a rat tail now that I'm thinking of it. <laughs> nice shiny blonde rat's tail. Looks the next great. time you don't feel like cutting it, maybe you should just say that. Like, yeah. yeah. I oh, think Laura it'll look good. Look great with a rat's tail. <laughs> 
Let's let it go. Let, let yeah. it go. Yeah, right. I hope he doesn't hear because then he's going to know. He's actually at his soccer game right now. Oh, good for him. He's playing soccer yeah. at 10 p.m. Could you imagine? At 10 p.m. Yeah, he worked all day. He came home, had a little dinner, sat around, and then went to play soccer. I couldn't do that if he paid me. <laughs> <laughs> no why. Motivation. Yeah, that's for sure. I like it. Yeah. I don't have it, but no. You have it. A little bit. Yes, I do. I, I have to keep busy, you know? Yeah, you definitely have it. I I, I can always use some more, but who is that? It's it's Duquan. You want to see him? <laughs> of course. <I>. Oh. <laughs> His name is, well, TJ O-M-G. names Duquan. If I could just. Dookie or Duke. Oh. He's obsessed with. So he's whining because he wants to like sit underneath me now, but oh, he I just, just he wants to be part of you at this point. Yeah, <laughs> the neck. I want to just. I need to to move. That neck is like it's hanging. Yeah. He's like a fat little lump, you know. He's sweet though. What Let's kind of dog is he? He's a puggle. Oh, a puggle. Yeah. Okay. Makes a <laughs> lot of noise. He's whiny and he likes to bark and. You know, let's hope he's quiet. He's adorable. He's <laughs> yeah, adorable. He's, he's cute. So uh, you you meet TJ, you're together now uh, forever, and then he pops the question. You're you're actually working at Lock and Shade, so I, I get to I get to know this right, like the yes. engagement. I uh, now I'm just like kind of thinking about it all. Um, yeah, and then. Um, I forget. How long was your engagement? About a year? Uh, we were engaged on July 21st, and then we got married October 20th. So, so yeah. just over July. a year. Yeah, it was a little over a year. Yep. Little over a year. And yeah. um, so tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Get, uh, getting ready to get married. How is that for you? <laughs> uh, you know, I just <laughs> enjoyed every second of it. Very stressful. We both have big families and lots of yeah. friends. Yeah. And, you know, we were going to have a ch- small wedding, which turned out to be 204 people. That's just so a you lie. Know. There was no way that was going to be small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. But, so, what yeah, a but day. it was a great time, I have to say. That was a really good time. I feel like I should probably start planning parties. In my that was <laughs> quite a day. Yeah, right? yeah, it was. Yeah, so much fun. Cool. Everything was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, wedding planning is not for me. That's for it's, sure. No. It, it no. was a little stressful. It, yeah. You know, and it's hard when everyone's coming at you a little bit, you know, like family expects certain things. There's there's just like a lot. There's yeah, a lot and planning honestly, a like My family was like, and CJ's family as well, they're so laid back. They're laid like, whatever back, you yeah. want to do, whatever you want to do. I think it's more like I didn't want to have the responsibility the of pressure. all of pressure. Right, yeah, of it's just doing so much, you know. Yeah, you yeah. don't even realize it until you start getting into it, and you can get exhausted by it before you even start. Just yeah. the idea gets like overwhelming, and you're like, Ugh. yeah. Sometimes I think the stress of that brought on some of the some sick- of- like you're inside. Stress causes so much sickness. Not that it brought right. on the cancer, but it makes your cells do weird things, and right, you know, it's just uh, it's it's stressful. Stress. I tell people get married in your backyard with all your <laughs> friends and family, but it's still it's so much easier. Yeah, still have it catered. Yep. 
Yeah. And definitely, if you do that, make sure you have someone cleaning up after you. Yes. Because <laughs> nobody yeah. wants to clean any of no, that. No, nobody <laughs> wants to clean up. <laughs> so you said it. You you said it. The C word. Yeah. The goddamn C word. Yeah, I feel like that all was going on at that time, and I had no clue. You know, Jessica. Was like, oh my god. It had gosh. to start right before that. Oh yeah, it started. I got hurt in September, so. I would say, yeah. September before the wedding. Yeah. You're saying. So, the beginning of September is when yep. I got here, yeah. 2018. 2018, yep. September 2018 was the injury yeah. to your shoulder. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I know. Isn't it crazy how much time has passed since then? Yeah. And, you know, so just tell the listeners a little bit of when you were diagnosed. Okay. Um, I was, so I'll just start from the beginning. I was working sure. out in the, at a CrossFit class and I, I had never done CrossFit before. I worked out basically like a lot of my twenties and um, I guess early thirties and very, very fit girl. I'm, assu not, I'm assuming most people that listen will know you and know how fit you were, but, uh, and yeah. are, but. Although I didn't realize it then, but you know, that's, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, now, now, now I, I look back and I'm like, damn, I really was in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, you know, I got a little work to do, but I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I got hurt in September. I worked just thinking I had basically a little in, in, injury, right. which turned into a little bit worse of an injury, which then they thought it was a torn rotator cuff. Right. I started doing like the PT for it and stuff. And then uh, I woke up on June 28th and my arm didn't work anymore. My yeah. right arm. Yeah. From my elbow down. Oh no, from my shoulder to my elbow. From my elbow mm -hmm. down, it still worked. Okay. So you could like pick something up with your forearm, your hand. Yeah, but I couldn't like Lift. do my hair anymore. Or yeah. You know, so then June 28th, that happened. And, you know, it's July 4th weekend coming up. We have a full book of clients. Mm -hmm. And I, Bianca was in Ireland, you know, I didn't want to screw her over or message her while she was there. And, you know, right. hey, my arm isn't working. So I worked through that week. Yikes. And then July 4th, I, I remember talking to her and I was like, I just, I need time, you know. You can't. Yeah. Can't do it. And then I was diagnosed August 8th. August 8th, you were about to go in for rotator cuff surgery. Yeah, I was until the, my um, orthopedic at the time was like, there's a big mass on your scapula. I don't right. know what they, it is. They had to take an image of you. I, I remember I spoke to you like, I think the day before or two days before you were going to get your surgery, you had to get an image. Yeah. Taken. Yeah. It's just to make sure that's just what it to was. make sure. And, and then, yeah. And then, yeah. I remember Dr. Gallagher, he's like probably around our age or my <laughs> age. Um, so like he would joke around a lot, you know, and Christine Flaherty works there. Right. And we were all, so she was in the room with us and I was like, Oh, and he's like, Oh, there's, you know, there's a little something back there. And he's like feeling around and I'm like, Oh God, it's all I need is a tumor. It's not a tumor. Right. And he's yeah. like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm going to send you to, Oh no. He said, I'm going to make some phone calls. And he called me. I went home and he called me and he's like, listen, you need to get to a, 
to an oncologist, oncologist. Like, as soon as possible. You know, I'm going to make some phone calls and get you in with somebody. Yeah. And he said he got me in with somebody a few days later. Or, yeah, I think it was a few days later. That part kind of seems like a blur. It was fast. Very fast moving. Yeah, it was fast. It all happened fast. Yeah. Um. So you were about to go in for that surgery. And meanwhile, just to mention working alongside of you through that year and um she's also a beast behind the chair she whips out some mean foils everyone okay this girl can do hair side that's just coming side from the note. hair queen oh please <laughs> side note she's an awesome hairstylist but yeah. um so she was pumping pumping out those highlights all the time and hurting and i remember you being in we would just constantly be talking about, you know, you just didn't quite feel right. Yeah. I always felt bloated. I was you constantly always complaining, felt, right? Yes. Like I feel bloated. Like, I don't know. And then I feel like maybe headaches too here and there. Yeah. I kept getting those like a uh, cluster or like I had three of those cluster headaches and you kept like saying, Jess, like you should really go get checked yeah. out. And I'm like, I think it's just low blood sugar, you know, because right. Cluster headaches, they come so quick and then they diminish so quickly too. Right. You know? So I guess it's easy to kind of overlook that. Yeah. And even the bloating, you know, you just right. think like, well, I just got married and I'm eating more and I haven't worked out. <laughs> right. Um, you know, 30, whatever I was at the time. Right. Five. And yeah, your shoulder was hurting. So maybe you weren't going to the gym as much. No, so it wasn't you, at all. you kind of equated it to, to that. Yeah, just gaining weight. But it was yeah. a weird feeling. It wasn't like right. a regular, like womanly bloating feeling. Uh, yeah, and you you questioned that a little bit. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think it was like inflammation from the cancer. The cancer, there's so it causes so much inflammation, inflammation. in your body. Right, right. It just, um, yeah, I think it was like my my body trying to tell me something was wrong early in it. Right, and just not listening. Right. So, so back to kind of when you found out and everything, did they know what type it was right off the bat or that was kind of a mystery for a little while? Yes. Yeah, so when she, the doctor came in the room, she said, you know, you have cancer and it's on your bone. And the, I remember the first thing I said to her was, am I going to die? And she said, she said, nobody's died of a cancer just on their bone like you have like from one big tumor on your bone which right. I I don't know if that's true or not I'd find right. it hard to believe but she said you know we do believe it started somewhere else so they checked me into the hospital for three days and I went through a ton of tests ton which of is, tests yeah right. they found out it started in my lung had spread to my scapula my spine and a ton of my lymph nodes right holy shit and what type yeah. of cancer was it's it? EGF, EGFR positive lung cancer, which is actually as crazy as this sounds, a good kind of lung cancer because it's treatable. But right. not, it's managed. You can manage it with immunotherapy, immunotherapy. Yeah. Right. Right. Where I guess the other type would only be a certain type of treatment or. Yeah. There's so many types of lung cancer, which I'd never realized. That yeah. No, neither did some I. Some are more, I guess, deadly or right. not as easily managed, you know, I mean. Do yeah, they say I, that it, like that had been manifesting for a long time or they don't yeah, know definitely. that answer? 
Yeah, they said it had been. It was definitely like before we had gotten married and stuff. Right. Which right. is, mem- I don't know if you remember, but mem- remember they thought I popped a rib. I was having those horrible pains yeah. in my side, and I went to the chiropractor, and she was like adjusting me. She said, "It sounds like you have a popped rib," and I think that was before I'd even gotten hurt. Right. At, at um CrossFit, so I think that was like the first sign, you know, something in my lung. And that was, yeah, definitely before September. So I, they don't really know how long it started. They can't but say that, right. It spread, so it, it, it spread in like. But that type is aggressive in that regard? Like it spreads quickly or? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I don't even know. They sure. Yeah. yeah. So finding something like that out, uh, obviously your first question to the doctor was, the intense question of, am I going to die? I mean, that's, yeah. that's honest. That's, that was your feeling at that moment. So I'm sure you're like, you're getting this information and is your mind racing with questions or were you kind of just in that moment, just on that one thought? Like, yeah, you don't really think about any not- questions that point you know I just thought like oh my god I can't even believe I have cancer you know like who would ever have thought who would think anybody gets cancer but like myself I'm like I just would never have and you were just on such a different path yeah like days prior I'm going in for scapula surgery yeah and at that point the tumor was like basically eating my scapula away which is why it had spread to other places because the scapula at that point was completely covered and you know disintegrating because of um yeah it's it's really like insane you know and now i realize like cancer does not mean death but at the time when you're diagnosed like that you just think oh god i'm not gonna get through this you know which is why i realized i had to change my mindset your mindset which i mean anyone who knows you and you know just saw your attitude and your mentality and was just astonished by it, you know, like yeah. you just, you made cancer your bitch. You were just, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any choice in that matter. You know? And like, you had no choice. Had yeah. Like yeah. I, the doctor said to me at one of my last um, appointments that I was basically like a month away from dying, which is just, it's really hard to wrap your mind around, you know? Yeah. But in my head, after that first day, I just, I never, I just felt like I have to get through this. Like, it's basically like in my head, I thought like, I feel like I just have a horrible flu. And right. if you have a horrible flu, you like, you would, you know, eat soup and any, and eat like vegetables right. and fruits. And so that's what I started doing. I just, I changed everything that I was doing. Everything. I stopped drinking and right all the things I was doing that that I don't, I don't know if it could potentially, right. Like just make your body in a way otherwise even, because here you are, you have to like fight through something and anything like that is gonna, I guess, lower whatever fighting you have, chance you have. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So, um, it has to be pretty intense also like getting so much information. Like, yeah, thank God my mom and TJ were there the whole time because yeah. it's, it, and even still, it goes in one ear and out the other. You know, I have to like ask questions afterwards and yeah, you know, to absorb it, it all. It's like, holy yeah, shit. yeah. And like when you're at the hospital, they're waking you up at three in the morning for a test and 
then they come back with your your results like a little bit later and you're like you're exhausted you know right me and tj were sleeping in a little hospital bed together <laughs> right like, and when you're sleeping you're probably not even getting no nah, you were I was, i'd sleep. wake up like <gasps> like right. oh god I, I can't even believe this is real you know yeah yeah yeah, that I that as soon as I got home, I mean, there was a few days I broke down, he broke down, we broke down together. And then I got got myself together and realized like I need to I ordered a lot of books. Yeah. About cancer, cancer, the natural way and stuff. And right. I just did whatever I had to do. Yeah. Everybody's suggestions. I did them all. Right, right. And <laughs> just educated yourself. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And that, that was really admirable too, because it's like, I just feel like it's probably so easy to kind of fall into a mindset of just panic and worry and all those negative feelings that you, even you who fought through those feelings and kind of combated them, like you, you know, it's just probably so easy to fall into that, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, like have a pity party for yourself. Yeah. Like, why me? And why right. is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my family and friends? But yeah. that only just brings you down more, you know? And then right. it's your cells don't, they're not going to turn over and heal. And right. you need to be as positive as possible. Right. As hard as that is. <laughs> and boy, I'm sure it was yeah. fucking hard. Yeah, it was pretty fucking hard. So on, so what would you say was something that you held on to, to kind of keep yourself up besides, you know, just the basic eating all the right things and kind of the physical stuff? Like, what would you say helps you and your mind? I would say the meditation. I started watching the sunrise every morning and I would just sit there and meditate and just ask to get through this, you know, like right. to just bring me to the other side. Right. And I really think that helped. And the Reiki, I did Reiki once a week. My dad would drive. I couldn't drive because the, um, like once I started treatment, it was giving me bad anxiety driving and you're just right. like so out of it. So my dad would drive me an hour and a half to right. this woman. I think, I believe she was in Vernon. I can't even remember what area. It was someone that you were recommending yeah. to she, or? Yeah. I was recommended to her by yeah. somebody and she'd Reiki me, but that makes you, that's just, it's amazing. Yeah. I really believe that that truly helped me and I, I want to get back to her. I miss it so much, you know, yeah, I sure. good. it's good for anybody, whether you have cancer or no cancer, it just, right. it just makes you feel like a million bucks. And so energy wise, it kind of, yeah, it's energy healing. That's yeah. What it is. Yeah. Yeah, if you read the book Radical Remission, it um it talks about all that stuff. And I mean, people had, you know, a month left left to live, or and they changed everything. Wow. You know, and a lot of it is energy healing that helped them. That is so wild. Yeah, it and is amazing. It is. Yeah, it really is amazing. So, would you say you kind of contribute some of your healing to that then? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm so grateful for all those, her and yeah, anybody else who's brought that kind of. Did anyone stuff teach you life. how to meditate, or were you? Did you already I know how to meditate? Slow. There is an app called the Insight Timer app. Okay, I feel like, like I've heard of that. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. You should you should try it out. It's really awesome. I mean, it's really hard to calm your mind. I have to be somewhere that's quiet by myself, you know, yeah. peaceful. Like I couldn't even really do it in my own home, you know. It's right, just, right. It's not it's not a space good for, good for me to do that with these <laughs> dogs and you know. <laughs> she um, she just yeah. wants to be on your lap. Yeah, wants yeah. to be on my lap. They're like constantly up my ass. So yeah. <laughs> that's not a space for meditation here. But like yeah, licking I think, your face. Um, what would you say? Licking your face while you're yeah, trying to your meditate. Face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I started off slow, short and sweet, and then I made my way up, you know. Built but I would just lay there on the beach, just literally lay there and put it on and listen and you, you go into like a zone. So it kind of yeah. gets easy after a while. And I think when your mind is so like, there's just so much. Going on. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason it, it felt, it was easy to calm it as like, as, it's like sounds contradictory. contradictory right. Right. Sense. But it almost like um, a defense mechanism probably. Yeah, Like I knew I needed to do it. You know, yeah. I need to start my day that way. And right. It really, uh, it helped. Yeah. It was part of your, what you thought would be healing. Yeah. You were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm curious too, as like, you know, you're here in this moment and you have so many people that care about you surrounding you. How was that part of it for you? Was it, you know, I can't really deal with those emotions because I'm having to use all my strength to focus on fighting this or were you kind of able to like how was that balance for you was it hard because they had a lot of opinions or you mean like everybody reaching out or just everybody's everybody kind of kind of both you know I know that was probably overwhelming too I wasn't really thinking of that I was thinking more of like your immediate people you know because I I feel like sometimes you know I could imagine hearing that news, then you have like people coming to you and thinking like, oh, well, maybe you should do this or that as far as treatments or just a ton of information. So you're dealing with information and people's views and opinions and emotions. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people like my immediate family Mm -hmm. and friends just trusted my, yeah, my, um, I can't, I can't even think what I'm trying to say. My, uh, my, just the, the, the avenue it. you wanted to take it and, and yeah yeah and they yeah. knew I was like like they knew I was focused you know and that my goal was to get through it so right. they trusted me they wanted me to get four or five opinions and yeah. I didn't do that but I wish I would have you know that's one right. thing I would change but honestly like my cousin Anne Marie she's very spiritual and mm-hmm. she she gave me a lot of information you know and I'd always appreciate it yeah. everybody else really didn't know what to do or say. say. Yeah. Besides like from what I heard from her, I learned a lot on my own just from reading and researching and, you know, yeah. You know, I took the Rick Simpson oil stuff Mm -hmm. that I researched and I think that helped too. So yeah. 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 That got me through. I think a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then what about like other people? Cause that has, I mean, just being in this time where, you know, everybody's so connected, social media and texting all the time and calls. And I remember calling you during that time and 
like never being able to leave a voicemail. So I'm assuming you had like a oh, hundred voicemails packed on and like, nobody can ever leave a voicemail still because I still. have voicemails from my grandmother and her husband saved on there from like, they, I swear, 2015. Yeah. And I just can't bring myself to erase them. <laughs> he's, you. he's since passed. And I my grandmother, you. you know, she yeah. just struggles with her health. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't erase them. So yeah. Actually, they were trying to deliver my medicine the other day, my yeah. immunotherapy, and um, they called me twice, and I didn't answer. So they called my oncologist to make sure I was alive, who then started calling <laughs> my husband. <laughs> like they, they were all calling him, and they were like, TJ calls me, and he's like, Jess, clear your voicemail. I was like, I can't do it. So yeah, that's, <laughs> it's still that way, Laura. But yeah, that was it was so nice to have everybody reaching out, but it was overwhelming because I couldn't get back to everybody and I'd feel guilty, you know? Right. Um, right. But I, I feel like I, I made that pretty clear that I appreciated it and yes, I would get back to everyone. Clear, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried, I tried my best to get back to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and it had to feel good to have that. You knew like so many people so were nice. in your corner and just, sending you any bit of good energy they had and yeah yeah Yeah, it was really like it really brings you up it makes you feel good you know when you're such a shitty time sure yeah shitty situation big deal that was um so like moving on a little bit you spent quite some time being under treatment and that was i mean that was really challenging yeah, chemo was, oh my God, he's snoring now. Uh, was that him? Uh, for a second, I thought the Zoom was going out. Oh, my. The, I hope he doesn't get hands too loud. Crisscross. He's like, you see, isn't he such like a little chub? Oh, God. Oh, he's snoring loud uh, A little now. grunt. I'll, I'll wake him up if he starts snoring too loud. Oh, my. We like but, it. Um, we like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, treatment was rough because it wasn't really doing what it was supposed to do. Those doctors at that hospital were treating me for a different lung cancer, basically. I mean, EGFR positive lung cancer does not react to chemo. So I did three rounds of extremely strong chemo that was basically killing everything, everything good in my body that was fighting off the cancer. But the only thing I can say, I think saved me at that time is the Rick Simpson oil, because I was on the alkaline diet. I was taking the Rick Simpson oil. Right. And that's really all that I was doing. My cancer had not spread. So I don't know. I mean, four doctors and my Chinese medicine doctor now have huh. said that, 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 like my Chinese medicine doctor said she may be a great oncologist, but she should never treat another lung cancer patient again. Right. So that was rough. Yeah. Cause it was, I was sick. Very, very, very sick. Very sick. Yeah. And, and Simpson oil couldn't even get me through that. And that shit is strong. I mean, that's right. like, usually, I mean, anti-nausea wouldn't take away it. It's just, it was rough. And that like, you're just putting your trust in these doctors who are supposed to be educated and in this specific field. And it's like, yeah. Oh my God. You know, these big like in- hospitals that are like these big institutions, they have like, quotas to meet and they have a different agenda you know I mean they might that hospital may I I don't even know how to explain it but I just I don't I don't know I don't trust those big hospitals like that much anymore I I don't I I don't know they did me wrong you know I I know now 
and that's one thing I am grateful for. Like my friends and family now know to get like four or five opinions before right. you just trust one person. Cause right. I trust them literally with my life. Right. But right. their plan for me was going to kill me. You know, it wasn't going to work. It was. So you ended the chemo before they suggested. Yeah. I was they wanted to you to do round. one more round, right? Yeah, but then I had to do six weeks of radiation. So I didn't want to travel an hour and a half to that hospital. Right. And then every single day, you know, yeah. and, um, TJ so you would have had to drive me. You I switched, yeah. And that's when uh, I met Dr. Miller. He's my radiation oncologist. And he said, Let, can you please just get another opinion from an oncologist here? He said, I have right. a list of a few I like. And, you know, and then the, he was like, you don't do that chemo. <laughs> He's like that chemo, it'll, it'll kill you. Your body is so weak right now. Right. He said, ultimately it's your decision, but my opinion would be to not do it. And that was the oncologist at the time. And so I chose not to do it. It was like right before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I was like ecstatic. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I can eat. I'll be able to enjoy Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas because there was no eating at that time. Right. Right. Oh yeah. What was his name at Jersey Shore? That uh, Dr. Nahum and Dr. Miller. And since I've been diagnosed, I've found out like Dr. Nahum has saved like 20 and it's like crazy and I'm not exaggerating one, one bit, but like 20 right. people's lives that wow. I've like met throughout this. Yeah. This what a journey. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's for sure. Holy <laughs> it's crazy. Fuck. What a journey. And, uh, yeah. It's crazy. Life is crazy, that's for sure. It throws you, you some curveballs sometimes. You have these plans in mind, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, right? I feel like life was just starting again in some right. sort of way, and it had to come to a halt. <laughs> right, right. So uh, since then, you, so you went to, you decided not to do that last round of chemo and then you went on to radiation which you kind of had to do anyway right yeah I had to do radiation their plan at, at Cooper was to start radiation and then remove my scapula and that's not it that didn't have to be done at all radiation took care oh. of around the scapula right. I never they wanted to radiate my lung I never had to do that they got no. they got rid of everything the thing on my spine and on my scapula with just radiation no surgeries and they didn't right. have to read my lung, which could have eventually caused breast cancer because mm -hmm. the radiation is so strong. So, right. yeah, and then I got put on immunotherapy to progress. And, and then that is kind of a permanent thing. Um, for the time, for the time, Dr. Being. Wong, who is my Chinese medicine doctor, yes, says that I should be in full remission within the next few months if I stick to his tea. Because wow. <laughs> it basically is de detoxing. He, right. So he has you on a specific tea that you drink how often? Two to three times a day. It's Two 20 different herbs in each little tiny glass, and it's disgusting, but I drink it because that's right. what I got to do. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, we're working against time. You know, I mean, eventually with right. immunotherapy, your body can become immune to it, and, you know, the cancer can come back. I don't think that'll happen to me. I just don't believe that in my heart. Right. I think I'll get past it before that happens. But um, yeah. Well, while I'm impartial, while I'm in partial remission, mm -hmm. he wants it to detox it out of my body. So he's right. very adamant about 
me drinking, staying on his schedule. Right. So do you make that to yourself at no, this he point? Makes or, oh, he makes it. Some lab in New York. <laughs> I don't know what goes on there. It's, yeah, there's a, there's a Chinese pharmacy in the city. Okay. And he, so each month I give him my blood work and my CEA number. Mm-hmm. And then he adjusts the, adjusts the tea formula accordingly. Well, we fucking love him. Yeah, we do. And his team. I wish he wasn't retired so I can send everybody to him because he is literally a a genius, you know? He's a very, very smart man and he definitely knows what he's doing. It's good because he understands Eastern and Western medicine. Right, right. He's a doctor, a regular doctor Mm -hmm. as well, you know? So. Well, not anymore. So he he's retired, but you you how did that work out then? How did you sync up with him? I actually I took a Reiki class and um I met a woman there who two of her friends had gone to him and after class she had given me his name and she said, mm-hmm. Reach out to him. I reached out to him and he told me he was on holiday for two months. He said, Get in touch with me. I think it was December fifteenth. So I got in yeah. touch with him and it was like, say a Monday. And he was like, could you meet me on, in, on Wednesday in Queens on the corner of blah, 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 <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And we'll go to a bagel shop, bring all of your information. Yeah, I'm going to look it over. So me and TJ met him on the corner <laughs> in yeah. front of the Walgreens in Queens. We went to the bagel shop and we were there oh, for probably wow. like four or five hours. Yeah. He went over all my stuff and that's since then that's that's where that's where how our relationship began and how i haven't seen him, see him since now then. oh well, i don't see him at all he actually doesn't really need to see me anymore because he my oncologist knows, like, your here. numbers and all that yeah and yeah. they yeah they they do all the testing and everything and then i just forward it to him so okay. he doesn't have to order anything or right whatnot. right so that's good during this time um i'm just curious like had you met a lot of people that were going through it as well or yeah i would say through out to, yeah. i know you had wanted to stay i think there was like a little like hotel wasn't there like a bed and uh, breakfast mary's place mary's place yeah i was supposed to stay there i wasn't sure if it was mary's place it was yeah mary's okay. place yeah yeah they, I, I had i had had um a reservation there on halloween but i really wanted to see cole yeah, for Halloween. Yeah, so I was like, adorable I'm nephew. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll reschedule, and then I never really wound up rescheduling. I just kind of, I yeah. would talk to people through like Instagram and stuff, but I've never to this day met one person with my cancer. So wow. it's rare for someone my age Touch. to have cancer. And like, if you look at like you know the EGFR hashtag right. on Instagram, most people are um asian you know so it's all yeah. they're not they're not a. it's not in english so right. it's hard to connect with those people interesting yeah so had you connected with anyone that ha- was like a cancer survivor yeah, or cancer. yep even yeah. um oh god now i won't be able to remember her name um just cut this part out <laughs> drawing a blank <laughs> I, yeah i'm drawing a blank <laughs> That happens a lot. That's from the chemo, I have to say. Maybe the Rick Simpson oil. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but just a little bit. It happens a lot. Like, I, like, trip over my words, you know? I forget. Yeah. It's like it's right there, but it's yeah. just, it, it just won't come. Yeah. Um, but you, so you did 
like kind of connect with some people then I did yeah I connected with a lot of women through Instagram or like sometimes you reach out and they just don't write you back and stuff but it was just nice even if you talk to one person you know because who can understand yeah like going through chemo and like the the side effects are just crazy you know you hear of like the nausea and losing your head your hair but there's like a million other things other right that happen you know so um yeah it was nice talking to people just kind of leaning on them and bouncing off of like is has this happened or yeah definitely yeah so what's what would you say um it's kind of it's hard to say what was the biggest struggle or what is the biggest struggle but um can you think of anything that comes to mind when you think of that was it like time you know just what what would you say is the biggest struggle um I would say at the time like looking at TJ you know and putting myself in his position like I always said or like my mom and dad my brothers Mm -hmm. you know my like everybody who loved me and cared about me I always said like I was grateful that I had the disease and not them because I trusted myself right that I was going to get through this and I hoped like them watching me gave them the faith that I was going through too but I couldn't imagine being on the other end Uh, not knowing You know, so that was hard. That was hard to to see. It still is sometimes, you know. Yeah. But now I have definitely a little PTSD from from chemo. Like this time of year, mm-hmm. especially a lot of the smells and the feeling in the air brings me back to that that horrible feeling. You know, right. so there's times it hits you like a ton of bricks and mm-hmm. it kind of comes yeah. over you like a wave. I never understood PTSD. Yeah. Until now, but that's it's something you cannot control. Right comes on like a ton of bricks yeah yeah a ton of bricks yeah and it's it's a lot of it is like smells smells bring me back to right do you think that's because like so much time it it, everything happened so fast and I'm sure yeah it's so so slow but like while that was happening it was kind of like a short period in the grand scheme of things do you think that because you had to kind of plow through and be so strong you weren't kind of able to deal with what was actually happening yeah i think that's part of it a you know i mean it, yeah. like this time last year i was getting chemo you know right. so it's so hard it just it doesn't it's crazy that a year has passed Holy you know shit yeah it just it was like such a blur but it's still so vivid you know right it was just chemo is it's it's legal poison it's yeah I like my heart breaks for like children or these elderly that have to go through it. I mean, I guess I know there's different levels of chemo and, but I can't imagine any of them feel good (laughs) or feel okay or normal. And yeah, that's, that, um, that's, that's hard. It's hard to just erase that, you know? Right. Right. So now dealing with kind of like the aftermath of, I mean, you're, so technically you're in remission or, I'm in like partial remission, you know, I have two little, I have a little bit of scar tissue left in my lung and a little bit of scar tissue left on my, my scapula. None of it is cancer though. You know, the lymph nodes show, lymph nodes show no sign of disease. My scapula is starting to regrow and the thing on my spine is gone, but there is a hole in my spine now, but that eventually will regrow as well. It just takes time. Your bones do regenerate. So 
it's a good thing. So much has happened to you yeah, in, right. in this time. It's it's wild. just thinking it's about your wild. body too and yeah, what it I know. had to go through. Yeah, I know oh. it's crazy. Yeah, how, or like just even like how I was really strong at the time before mm-hmm. that, and I didn't even realize it or acknowledge my strength. You know, right. I feel proud of it, and now I'm like, oh my god, I can barely even. My arm still has a lot of work to do. A lot, a lot of work. Of, yeah. yeah, I mean. My PT, Lauren, has gotten me really far mm-hmm. in like such a short amount of time, you know, because in the beginning I was not doing PT, but the strength is just, it's going to take a long time for that a to come A long back. time, yeah. Yeah. And are you are going to PT now? Yeah, I still go to yeah. PT. Okay. I was going Good. three times a week, then twice a week. Now I go once a week. Okay. Um, I'm going to start when TJ is, work slows down a bit. We're going to start doing little workouts and mm-hmm. getting the strength back. Yeah. So are you so, constantly con- compensating with your other arm, I would imagine? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like sometimes I go to reach for something out of a out of the um the cabinet and I'm like, "Oh my god, you forget." You know, right. like that it's it's like it's like it's like kind of half numb. Not that it's numb, but it's that feeling like it doesn't just lift the right. way it used to, you know. Right, right. It's little things. I mean, you really you really become Take- grateful for every little thing, every yeah. little part of your body that works well after. Right. Cause you don't even you realize know. at the time that you're taking it for granted. No, you don't. You don't until something like this hits. Yeah, it's for sure. Even the littlest of things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like just feeling normal all the time. You know, I mean, I feel like immunotherapy is, it's great. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's really, it's like a big, step in cancer research and stuff like that. It's helping a lot of people, but you definitely like, I can't imagine what I'd feel like not being on it. You know, Do, right. I think I feel so different. I feel like sometimes I'm in a little bit of a, a cloud because cloud. of it. Yeah. So, but, so what's, but, what's next for you, Jess? What do you think? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I don't know, Laura. I really don't know. I want to I, I don't know what I want to do. I have so many ideas. It's just putting them into action. I really want to get into the legal side of medical marijuana. Okay. Uh, hope Maybe eventually start growing it once we're allowed to. I, I mean, I know yeah. my, my dad wants to get into that. Yeah. Um, what, I was thinking how about perfect. Yeah, right? Landscaper knows everything yeah. about. Yeah, he's pretty good. I'm going to take yeah. an online course. Okay. Um, the next, I think it starts October. It starts in a few weeks, but it's five Mondays. And I'm take it so there. excited to hear that. Yeah. That's awesome. So we'll be growing weed. <laughs> <laughs> that like, that, would, be, that would be a beautiful thing. Yeah, really. You know? Like I could picture you like <laughs> packaging it really cute. Yeah, I would. Maybe you put a little mission statement in there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Maybe you should help me. Spread the love, the meditation, yeah. the, the positive <laughs> energy that we, everyone who knows you felt, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're a very impressive woman. Aw, same to you. Uh, <laughs> see, and that, that's what I do want to say. You, and I was going to maybe say, say this in the opening, but you, no matter what, this girl Whatever she's going through, she's asking you about you. 
it's just it, it's and it's honest you just hey listen i just everyone always like you know they'll call me and complain about the regular problems right like, i'm so sorry your problems are your problems are so much more serious and i'm like they're right. not though you know like your fight with your husband that to me that's just as serious you know it's right it's still i still care and i still want you to be okay and happy and you know so i don't i don't think my situation is any worse really than and this is why else. people this is why you <laughs> have to hear from this beautiful woman she well. you just it's so it's so honest and it, this was even before this is, yeah. I'm even thinking before, it's just in your nature to, you know, you'll, you'll have your moment, you get it out. And then you're like, wait, I, what's going on with you? I need to know what, yeah. you know, and yeah, just, I like hearing about other people's stuff. Yeah. Takes me, it away from mine first. Me, me too. That's why I'm <laughs> yeah. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. What good therapy, right? It must be. It is, you know, listening to people, it's, it's, uh, beneficial to me i i I'm sure i enjoy you realize like there's so many people have so much on their plate you know and a lot of people just carry it very well and yeah you know uh, every you, you human really i mean yeah this is a pile of shit you don't know who has what you really don't that is very true so i realize that more than ever now you know because if i go out in public i look like a normal person i might be having a horrible day but somebody may not know that and yeah you know they may decide to like something may happen and tell me to go fuck off. And what I want to say to them is like, do you fucking know what I've dealt with today? Exactly. Do you understand what I'm going through? Or, right. You know, but that's, it's not, they don't know that. And they don't know. I'm, it. I'm more conscious of that now. Yeah. When I'm out and somebody annoys me or. Right. You know, just acts like a jerk off. And, yeah. It, it makes you kind of like, oh shit. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't know. You don't know. Or what happened before they got to the store. They're being a complete asshole because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you really don't know. You and know? some people have no excuse, okay? Let's be honest. Yeah, but... that is true. There's, there's, there's just assholes in this world. But <laughs> right, right. I try to be but a little more understanding. I, yes, because I guess even the worst of the worst, it comes from somewhere, right? Yep. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, Jess. Thank you so much <laughs> like for doing it. this with me. Oh, thank you for I do, having me. I do have, I have one, one little game before we go. Okay. Um, it's called <laughs> Let's Fast Forward Through Your Emotions. Your okay. thoughts, your feelings. Let's see. <laughs> Should I be uh, nervous? Uh, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna, it's just a little something funny. Uh, I'm going to say a word, and you're just going to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. You ready? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no, I feel nervous. I feel a lot of pressure. Oh, please. It's, it's silly. <laughs> okay. Art. Oh, jeez. Art. The first, it could be it, your dog sitting next to you. Anything. I would say hair. Okay. Hair would be the hair. first thing to my mind. Um, yeah. Patience. Jeez. I learned to have a lot of it. <laughs> Paranoid. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. Weed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get paranoid when I, if I don't smoke weed, but when I eat weed, yeah, it doesn't make me paranoid. I don't, mm, I don't know. <laughs> she, really comes, she, no paranoia. Good. Good I'm not, for you. I don't really feel paranoid much anymore. <laughs> Good. Anger. Gosh. Uh, 
Lori, you're really putting me on the spot I'm here. So- <laughs> anger. Anger. Uh, anger. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at this game. Good. I don't- See, you don't have any of that either. I don't really, okay. I don't, I haven't really been feeling too angry. I'm angry that, that I, I, that I lost my career. Maybe that, that's angry. That's a lot to be okay. angry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not angry. I have to start over. I'm, you know, I'm happy to start over. I'm just, yeah. you know, it's angry. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah. Starting over, you know, 37, yeah. trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do. Yeah. But yeah. Isn't that funny too? Now, side note, I'm just thinking like, it, it's, well, many, I feel like a lot of hairstylists start so young. Like you, yeah. I mean, you were in the salon at 16, 17, 18, you know, and you, you start so years. young and then you had all these years in the salon and now like it's and all the money spent on classes mm-hmm. and so much the time and effort you put into learning and yeah. becoming good at your craft and it just, it disappears that quickly, you know, mm-hmm. and it's life. It's just, you got to roll with the hand you're dealt, I guess. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I'm preaching to the choir over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you get it more than anybody, so. Oh, Jess, I do, but yeah. I, I, it's, it's hard, but you never know. You never know what avenue might. Yeah. It might take a different, you never know. I think the weed is a good idea though. Yeah, I would love to do Growing that. it and, you know, just, I feel like it just with what you've been through and everything, we're going to, we're yeah. going to write some notes. We're going to make some cute little packages. Yeah. Um, You're going to be all, my partner in this, in this game. <laughs> uh, maybe not partner. Cause I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm negative zero, you know, but, um, I have no yeah, money to throw your way, but I can help you with some, some motivation. <laughs> Um, we'll okay. put that on my dad's dad. Can you, not that he's got a boatload of money, but maybe he could help us out. <laughs> there you go. Um, flowers. Oh, I love flowers. They make me happy. Happiness. Oh, well that was my next word. So you just took that right yeah. out, of, out of my mouth. Um, I'll go with fear. Fear. Uh, I guess the cancer coming back. Although I don't truly, I, I, I guess it's a little bit of fear, but I don't truly believe that's going to happen to me. Yeah. So it's there, but it's not there. Right. Just tiny little. Yeah. I'm supposed to be answering with one word, right? Uh, no, it's, that's fine. Are you kidding <laughs> me, Taylor? I, the, I had him on the first, like he was like my first, you know, got to uh-huh. warm up a little bit. And uh, he, uh, no, he ran on a little bit yeah. with these answers. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Um, proud. Of myself. I'm pretty proud of myself these days. Fuck yes, <laughs> Jess. You All don't realize way. how much you can handle until you have to handle it, you know? Yeah. 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 I always knew I was strong, but it's a completely different version of that now. Yes. And it's but, very yeah. apparent to all of us. We see it. Oh, and you. we're all super fucking proud. Oh. Um, hope. Hope. I hope that there's a cure for cancer sometime in the future. Because yeah. it's crazy. It affects so many people, you know. And there's so many ways to turn it around, you know. Right. 
I hope that doctors start um, acknowledging those ways and not just doing mm-hmm. the traditional treatment. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wellness. Health wellness. and wellness needs to be brought into it. Yeah, and when, diet. Yeah. It needs to be talked about more, you know. I mean, when you're in the hospital going through, you're diagnosed with cancer, and then you're going through all these tests they're feeding you, a hospital mm-hmm. menu, like chicken fingers, french fries, right? pasta. It's like all shit you should not be eating when you're trying to cleanse your body, you know? That so insane I always to think about. There. Yeah, I'm like, God, they should start having like gardens on top of the hospitals or hydroponic right. or something. And then feeding these people healthy stuff but yeah chicken that's, fingers that's, chick not chicken fingers that's for sure fucking chicken fingers are they kidding <laughs> i mean they're giving you like jello yeah all ginger ale ginger ale shit ton of ginger ale yeah all things you shouldn't be consuming it's so it's like so crooked it's but, so crooked yeah amongst uh, many things that are happening but that is yeah. And it just seems like so obvious that like, I mean, obviously not everything is obvious, but that. Yeah. But you'd be surprised so many people are so naive to that. You know, a lot of people reach out to me like, oh, my father was diagnosed, my aunt, this, that, the other thing. And I tell them what they did and they're like, yeah, they're not going to, or I'm telling them what I did. And the first thing they say is, yeah, they're never going to eat like that. Or they're never going to, it's just, it's just not going to happen. But then you're you deal with what you have to deal with you know it's right. not, i don't know but Fucking yeah crazy yeah <laughs> well i mean you could start maybe we'll start writing letters too yeah we sh- <laughs> to the hospitals <laughs> um yeah. let's see uh beauty beauty oh <laughs> you hate me you hate me. God, it's, it's you love this me. is two hours past my bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> beauty. I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot of beauty everywhere. You, your beauty. Me, I'm beautiful. Yes, you are. But and love. I thought I thought we'd end on a high note. You know, love. Oh, I love myself and all of my friends and family, and <laughs> I'm grateful to have so much love in my life. It's yeah. You know, I'm really, really lucky. Yeah. It's been there always, right? And then it starts to pile on. Yeah. You really realize how many, like, people truly love you, you know? Mm-hmm. People can say it, but true, you realize true love after you're, you're diagnosed with something like that. I guess yeah. people really stick by your side, you know? Right, right. So Jessica, you, you really have shown people that you can fight through things and yeah. uh i hope you feel that way every single day proud yes, and beautiful and all the good things i do thank good. you thank you for saying that thank you so much for being on and oh, telling, sharing, sharing bits of your story because i appreciate it yeah. i shared a lot of basically the whole story you really did and so that was, <laughs> I'm pretty open about it. You know, I figured like once that GoFundMe had gone out, you know, I just, a lot of people knew and I was so grateful for that. It really helped us through this past year. Um, So I just decided my way to give back would be to just be open about the situation. Not people like, you know, 
if I can help one person or two people, that's, it's good enough for me. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. I mean, I feel like at this point, you know, you've shown your strength and it's just expressing it and letting yeah. people hear that. Yeah. It, it does help through. other people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, really like count, I don't even know countless amount of people have reached out to me. Like, what did you do? And how did you right. stay so positive? And I mean, I feel like I've helped a number of people at this point. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to package up some weed and we're going to write <laughs> little notes and just keep <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to grow <laughs> it, a field of it, and then bask in it. <laughs> that visual That's is just... the future. <laughs> we can cook with it too. You're a good, great cook. Yeah. Make some hot mama chili with the Ooh, that sounds a little delicious. secret stash in there. That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Jess, I'm going to let you go to bed. Oh, uh, thank you, Laura. Give I that love little you. pooch it's next so to you some love for me. Cause... Oh, he's moved. Now. Oh, he, he moved. He you know, left you. So weird. He usually doesn't leave me. Unless he's You're talking to him. Yeah. He's like, let me snore, would you? Yeah, right. But yeah, I love and miss you so much. I, I love and miss you, you so much. I know. It's so crazy, you know? We saw each other so much. Every, and now... every day. And then... Yep. Then COVID came into our oh, life. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I hope I get to see you soon. And Ruby and Roxy yes. and Taylor. Even from a distance, we'll make it happen. Definitely, I would love that. If not, we could always do do a little Zoom action with Ruby because that's yeah, a, we that's, should. That's a fun time. Oh, that, that would be great. I would love that. She's the best. She's a character. When are you gonna have her on? Uh, actually, we started. We did record one. You did? Yeah, I'm just gonna. To um, tomorrow, I'm gonna ride my bike and listen to your. Oh, good. I'm gonna post one. Bike. I think tomorrow or, or awesome. Friday. So. Yeah. That'd oh, be yeah. Good. And then, and then, yeah, Ruby will be on soon. Oh my God. I can't wait. <laughs> She's going to be hilarious. She's a funny one that, <laughs> yes, that she little is. Rubester. She's the best. All right, Jess, all the love. And, yes. Uh, right back I'll, at. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye, Laura. Bye.